listening to There Are Lots of Things, show number six. I'm your co-host, Maddie. And I'm your co-host, April. And we are going to take you on yet another journey with us. So what should we talk about today? Um, I think we could, should continue to talk about binging. I agree. It's been so long since we talked about that. <laughs> um, yeah, there are just so many shows to talk about. There are. And I didn't get to finish my list, and I don't think you finished your list last time. I didn't. So we should probably just continue on that conversation. Perfect. Um, well, we had a trivia question last week. Yeah, and so that'll lead into my next show that I like. Which is? Well, so the trivia question was, who sang the theme song to um, The Big Bang Theory? For The Big Bang Theory. Uh, who are the bare naked ladies? Ding, ding, ding. That is correct. Um, pretty good theme song. Have you ever seen Bare Naked Ladies in concert? No, I haven't. Have you? Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, the next show on my list is The Big Bang Theory. Have you ever seen that? I have not binged all of it, but I did watch the first probably season or two. Well, so when I was finding shows for this, I, I have a ton of shows that I've seen multiple times. Big Bang is not one of those. So we recently just watched it because the series finale just came on on May 16th, 2019. It started in 2007, so there are 12 seasons. They're about 30 minutes long. Yeah. It is the longest-running multi-camera sitcom in history. Okay. Having 12 seasons. What does that mean? Do you know? Uh, Shot on more than one camera. (sighs) Okay. That's all I got for you. (laughs) The television show that it surpassed was Cheers. Okay. When I was talking previous record. When I was talking to my friend Sam about this episode, she recommended Cheers. She said it it can sometimes be problematic, but it is a very funny show. Have you seen Cheers? I have seen episodes of it. Um, Nick at night. Same. Um. So yeah, that is um. Like I said, the longest running multi camera sitcom on tel. It used to be on television. It's not on television anymore. I'm sure you can find it syndicated. Um, but it's a fun show. They have a fun cast of characters. You have um, a lot of smart men. <laughs> and then a little later on, you get some smart women. Uh, yeah, Mayim. Mayim. Uh, Pink Power- Powder Puff. Blossom. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Blossom. Blossom was in it. Yeah. Yes, I she. Think I like her. I do too. Um, yeah, the characters are really, you know, an interesting bunch. They have some fun storylines. Nothing's really ever too serious. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheldon, I love Sheldon, even though he's he's just a little weird of a character. Yeah, but he's fun. They have some good cameos too, don't they? They have a lot of great cameos. So, fun fact: the um, guy who plays Howard went to s- school. With Mark Hamill's son, which I'm assuming is why Mark Hamill has made a couple of appearances on um, The Big Bang Theory and eventually goes to marry two of the characters in the show. He marries two of the characters? Like, together. Oh. (laughs) To one another. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Do you know who Will Wheaton is? I do. Will Wheaton was supposed to marry these two characters, but then Mark Hamill showed up. And if you were going to have someone from Star 
Trek or Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you rather have someone from Star Wars? I would, yes. Not Will Wheaton. No. Although I do think Will Wheaton is an interesting person. He's a, He shows up a lot in the Yeah, he's thing. kind of a... I mean, he plays himself, but kind of a dick in the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, funny show. Good. Funny things happening. Good. Characters are fun. All right. So, my first show for this episode is Firefly. And you've never seen this show. I have not. Well, it is my one of my favorite shows that's ever been on TV, if not my favorite show. Uh, it premiered in 2002. It has one season. Oh. Yeah. So that'll be an easy binge. It will be, yeah. It takes 15 hours to watch. Each episode is about an hour. Um, it is not on Netflix, but it is on Blu-ray at my house. So you can <laughs> borrow it if you want to. Is that open to anybody listening? No, just you, April. Okay. The best part about Firefly for me is the world building that they did. So it's kind of a Western space setting. So I'm going to give you the premise of the world. They make a lot of references to Earth that was. So it takes place probably about 500 years in the future. And uh, Earth that was um, was pretty much run by America and China. Um, They were like the two big superpowers. So the Earth was used up you know, industrialization and all of this. So they leave Earth and start terraforming other planets. So basically just making them habitable. And they have like these central planets where they were able to terraform and then do a lot of infrastructure work and build up the culture, you know, so they're like really wealthy inner planets. And then there are these outer planets um, where they terraformed it, but then basically didn't provide any infrastructure. So it's like the Wild West out there. So there are all these planets and moons that are basically like pioneer times. Like people live out there, but there isn't a lot of technology. There aren't a lot of resources. There's also kind of in the beginning of the show, you see that there was like a civil war between the Alliance, which is like the main superpower in the galaxy or whatever. And, um, these rebels, the rebels lost. And so um, the main character, Mal, is a former rebel who now has purchased his own ship. It's called Serenity. Um, and basically all he wants to do is just keep flying and kind of stay out of the rule of the government. So it's kind of like he's like sort of this free spirit. I don't want to say anarchist, but he's like he just wants to do his own thing. He's kind of like a Han Solo character. Okay. Um, he engages in, like, some crime, but he also definitely has a conscience. Um, and then he has eight other people that either are on his team or kind of pay to live on his ship. So there are nine people all together, and uh, it's a really good ensemble cast. Everybody plays really well together. The characters are really interesting. Um, and Joss Whedon, who's the show's creator, said that he pitched it as nine people looking into the blackness of space and seeing nine different things. I thought this was interesting, and uh, I thought of this when, on the last episode, you were talking about the West Wing and how they've sort of thought of a way to explain politics. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't interrupt the flow of the show. Because China and America were the main superpowers on Earth, it was, they have a lot of Chinese writing. They also use some Chinese words. Um particularly when they're cursing. So they'll curse in Chinese, which is, I think, a really cute way of making it so that they're, like, 
able to act like adults, you know, and curse, mm-hmm. but without making it R-rated. So anyway, it's really, really good. The finale, um, Objects in Space, is probably my favorite episode. And then there's a, a an episode called Out of Gas, which is really great. Um, and they made a movie after the show was canceled, and the movie is called Serenity. Um, and it actually did tie up a lot of the story. It was really well done. So, What channel did it? Come on. I watched it on Sci-Fi. I don't know if that's the channel that it originally aired on, but... Well, that sounds like one to add to the list of binging. Yeah. Like I said, 15 hours. That's not too it's much. It's not that bad. Um, my next show that I have um, is a show that a lot of people have probably seen. The Office. I have. You have seen it. It premiered in 2005, and its series finale was in 2013. Mm-hmm. It had nine seasons, and they were 30-minute-long episodes. It would take you four days, three hours, and 30 minutes to watch the whole series. It is currently on Netflix. It is about Dunder Mifflin Paper Company and the employees that work there. Was this, like, one of the first shows that was, like, a fake reality show? Probably. One of the more popular ones. Yeah. That's kind of the whole premise, right? Yeah, so it's a film company that's doing a documentary on the individuals who work at um, Dunder Mifflin Paper Company, specifically the Scranton branch. Get a load of hilarious characters. And... Um, the main characters, I would say, are Pam and Jim, and then Dwight, and then obviously Michael Scott, until he eventually leaves the the show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's hilarious. The more I watch it, the more I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe they got away with some of this stuff yeah. on TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is hilarious. There are a couple of rough jokes, but life is a couple of rough jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> April Hall. Sage. Um, eh. That's okay. Um, so it's hilarious. I love it. It is one of the series that we watch a lot of as well. We will probably watch it once a year. We just finished up watching it, actually. And it it just goes... There's just so many different storylines to explain. It is a 30-minute episode. They usually have, you know story arc in the episode, but then you have your larger Mm -hmm. story arc across the season and series. The finale, so the last season was a little rougher than the previous seasons. In terms of? Well, two of the main characters, should I just say it? I mean, if you haven't seen it by now, come on. Spoilers. Spoiler. Jim and Pam eventually get together, and they're really happy for a lot of the series, until randomly the last season. Mm-hmm. And I understand how they get there. But to me, I don't feel like it didn't make sense for the characters to ever get there. Because some of the actions that were happening from both characters, I don't necessarily think they would have actually done. They felt forced to make some sort of, you know, conflict, conflict between yeah. them. I've watched all of The Office until... Jim and Pam started having trouble, and then I stopped it, because I was just like... It just didn't make sense. No, it wasn't enjoyable to watch. It really wasn't, and it kind of made me sad. Yeah. But in the end, the have you seen, you haven't seen the series finale? Mm-mm. Well, it is great. It actually is probably one of the best series finales. Really? In terms of wrapping things up, 
um, two other main characters get married, and then you have a uh, um, cameo from Michael Scott again, which is probably one of the most emotional cameos in the show. I cry so hard <laughs> during the series finale of The Office. There's one last final that's what she said joke. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and it's a very sad that's what she said. Because you know it's the last one that's happening. Yeah. And it comes from the best person that it could have come from. It's just great. I love it. Ten out of Gets ten. me at it every time. Yep, 10 out of 10 would watch again. We'll watch again for sure. I should watch it again too. You watch the last series or season. Have you ever watched the British version? Um, so I have attempted. What is that guy's name again? Ricky Gervais. Yeah, I am not a big fan of him. Yeah. And he ha- he makes an appearance on the U.S. office. And I just, I cringe because I, I really don't like that guy. <laughs> and it's an unnecessary episode. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um... All right. Well, I have one more show, um, at least for this episode. And uh, partially because the next show that you have would probably be one of my favorite um, shows. So I wanted to let you talk about that one. Um, But this is a show that I don't know if a lot of people will have seen. Um, Mushishi, have you seen that? I have not seen it. I'm not surprised. Um, um, rewind. Is it an anime? It is, yeah. I cannot definitively say I have seen it because my husband may have had it on in the background. Okay. Because he watches a lot of anime and I don't do not know. That's fine. The um, names of them all. Uh, I don't know if this is... I sort of know Jared's anime taste. I'm not sure if this would be his cup of tea. But, um, anyway. So Mushishi premiered in 2005. There are two seasons. The second season was actually released nine years after the first season ended. Each episode is about 25 minutes, and it would take you about 20 hours to watch the whole series. It is not on Netflix, but it is on Hulu. Um, And this one is hard to explain, and I really debated putting it on here because it's not uh, like any of the other shows that we've talked about. So it is an anime. Uh, it's set in Japan in an imaginary time between the Edo and Meiji periods. So there's some 19th century technology, but Japan is still a closed country, quote unquote. And basically, the idea is that in this world, there are these creatures called Mushi, and they're kind of like fungi, kind of like primordial creatures. Most people in the show cannot see them, but they cause some interesting problems because they have sort of like supernatural powers. The Mushi caused some interesting problems. For example, in the first episode, there's a little boy whose drawings come to life. I can't remember if it's because they're Mushi in the brush that he's using or in him or the ink. I can't remember, but they get into these different objects or into people and cause these weird problems. The show basically follows this traveler, Ginkgo, who's a Mushi master, quote unquote, and he just travels around the countryside and finds these people that are having problems because of the Mushi and helps them deal with it. 
It's an anthology series, so every episode is self-contained, so there's no overarching story. Um, so I, I like it be just because it's gorgeous. It's really beautifully animated. The stories are really eerie, but they're really interesting. The music is gorgeous, and uh, it's just really calming uh, show to have on when you're doing other things. I saw someone online uh, describe it as strangely calming, which I feel like is a good way to describe it. It's just like, just really chill show, very weird, um, but not in an, not in a deeply unsettling way because the the stories always kind of resolve themselves because of the main character. So anyway, Mushishi, it's a good little show, not very long, but I like it a lot. I appreciate your um, shorter series shows. Yeah. A little for those, binge, yeah. yeah. For those who don't really want to make a full investment. Yeah, a 12-day command. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the last show that I have is Parks and Recreation. Yeah. It is a great show. It is. Um, it came on in 2009, so four years after The Office, mm-hmm. and stayed on until 2015. There are seven seasons. They are 30-minute long episodes. And it would only take you two days and 15 hours okay, to watch it. I guess the first um, season doesn't have a lot of episodes. Yeah, so it wouldn't take you very long to watch it. It is on Netflix currently. Um, and it's also a really great show with a lot of great characters. They bounce off of each other, mm-hmm. vibe off of each other pretty well, I think. It's, it's just really hilarious. It is. It's the same type of thing as the with The Office. They do say some things. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I can't believe you were able to get away with that. Yeah. Um, but not as much as The Office. I don't feel like. The Office is a little bit more radical, <laughs> I guess, than some of the things that they talk about. Yeah. Well, definitely Michael Scott's, uh, he has less of a filter than Leslie does. Yeah, for sure. Also, Leslie is different in the first season than she is in the rest of the seasons, I feel like. Mm-hmm. She's a little bit more of, like, a... Wound-up tightwad. Yeah. Tightwad? <laughs> tightwad. You know what I mean? She's got to stick up her ass. <laughs> yeah. Also, she's just a little bit unpredictable. Yeah. She's a little aggressive. Mm-hmm. And not, like, a cute, fun way. Yeah. Because she's pretty aggressive, I guess, probably throughout the whole series, but it's cute and fun later on. Yeah. Yeah, she's not, um... She just she just evolves as a character. I would say that you get through the first season, start the second, and you'll probably really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. First season is a, little, is a little bit rough, but it is only a couple episodes. So I feel like once you get through that, you get to the really good stuff. I think each character is really interesting and funny on their own, but mm-hmm. it's a great ensemble cast. Like I think the best part of that show is everyone's friendship. Yeah. And Chris Pratt is in it. Chris Pratt is in it. He yeah. takes his shirt off a couple times. <laughs> He's just naked, actually, a couple <laughs> of times. <laughs> He's really good in the show. I love uh, Andy and April's relationship. It's yep. so adorable. I love um, Leslie and Anne's relationship. Yeah, it's pretty good. Ben is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great late edition character because mm-hmm. sometimes they add characters in and you're like get out yeah yeah i agree the characters that they added and or took away were all great mm-hmm. had a, a 
very heartwarming final season. It did. It was, like, sad, but it was also life, you know? Yeah. It was all positive changes. It was, and I still wanted it to go on, even after the series finale. It was a great series finale. I I typically don't like series finales where they time hop like that and Mm -hmm. go into the future and tell me how things are. Mm Mm-hmm. But I really liked it in, in this show. Yeah, I agree. Because everybody did have a really happy ending. And yeah. It, it was just so adorable. Everything was just so cute. That's one of the shows. Last episode that we talked about binge watching, we talked about some people being, like, more depressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mentioned that when shows are ending, it can be sad. And that was a show. When it ended, I was like, what do I do with my life now? Like, yeah, it feels like you have lost friends you know what i mean yeah it really does it's, i mean much like a book in that way yeah um we call it a show hole <laughs> where we feel like we don't know what to do with ourselves yeah and we will try to immediately immerse ourselves into another show yeah um just so that we can fill love the, new characters yeah, yeah, yeah. you know fill the show hole mm-hmm. which is probably why we've been so many shows multiple times mm-hmm we want, I mean, there's other shows that we watch maybe once or twice, but the ones that we really, really love, we like to revisit their stories. And Yeah, I was trying to think about what makes a show just, like, good to binge. Like, what elements make you want to watch a show over and over again? And I think the number one for me is just good characters. Good characters. I think not too complicated of storylines mm-hmm. where you feel like, even though you've seen it a couple of times, if you walk away... You're not going to miss something. Right. Um, Gilmore Girls is one of those shows for me that I like to watch when I'm cleaning mm-hmm. or right before bed. I know that when I start a new episode and it's two or three episodes down after Netflix asks if I'm still watching, I just start it up there. Yeah. Because I know what's already happened. But I don't feel like I Like the West Wing, you cannot do that with the <laughs> yeah. West Wing. Even to this day, I feel like I have to watch every episode and be very vigilant of watching Right. And paying attention. Right. Yeah. A lot of the shows that I have on my list are not like that at all. Yeah. I feel like having something that is repeatedly bingeable for me is something that you don't have to constantly pay attention to. Yeah. It helps if each episode is kind of self-contained. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think if, if shows are a little bit more upbeat, mm-hmm. lighthearted, I think the shows that are like, I don't know, I haven't seen it, but I imagine like Game of Thrones and... Lost. Lost, Walking Dead, all of those are just really heady, kind of negative vibe. I don't think I like watching shows like that more than once, probably. Yeah. None of the ones on my list were. I mean, the West Wing is long. They have longer episodes. All the other ones, except for Come Up Girls, I guess, are 30 minutes long. Mm -hmm. But there's so much lightheartedness going on, I feel like, in the West Wing, that it is an easily re-bingeable show Mm -hmm. so any honorable mentions i i do really like 30 rock oh i like that show too um i let me think i don't know there are a couple of k-dramas that i kind of toyed with putting on the list uh coffee prince is a really good k-drama um you're beautiful is a really good k-drama both of those are very lighthearted. uh have you ever watched a k-drama no my god they really make you emotional. Like, <laughs> and they don't, they're not liberal with the affection at all. So by the time the characters finally get together or kiss or whatever, you're like, oh, thank Jesus. 
<laughs> like it's just like there's so much buildup. Uh, but anyway, Coffee Prince and You're Beautiful are two shows that I really like. Um, there's also a really lighthearted anime called Oran School, Oran High School Host Club, that I've watched a couple times just because it's absurd and silly fun. But I don't know. There, there are a lot of shows that I've watched all the way through and enjoyed. And I didn't include any miniseries because I feel like that's a different category. I would agree. What about you? Um, I would say How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. There's another good anime called Fruits Basket. It's real cute. Mm-hmm. Fruits Basket. Um, yeah, anime are fun to watch uh, over and over again for the same reasons that they're they're usually pretty lighthearted and... Have some fun jokes, but... Yeah, I can't think of any other... I did, like I mentioned last time, I watched um, One Tree Hill mm-hmm. when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. That was a show that I really got into and watched the box set of. Um, Boys, Boy Meets World is a great yeah. show to binge. I John and I were talking about this, and we said maybe not as much now that we're vegan, but Once Upon a Time Chopped was one of our favorite shows to binge, which is like... Yeah. A little bit different because it's not narrative, but it is a fun show. It is a fun show. Yeah, well, in that same Top Chef, yeah. we binged that before um, the one that came to Kentucky came on. Mm-hmm. We watched all the seasons of that. And I would probably do that again. It was fun yeah. to watch. So those are some good honorable mentions. All right, so are we ready to close it out? I think so. Well, we probably there's probably a lot more shows that we could talk more in depth about. Maybe we'll get there. Maybe we won't. For sure. I think we could also talk about movies. Yes, movies will be a fun one to do. For sure. Uh, well, that about does it for today on There Are Lots of Things. Thank you for listening. And as always, it was so much fun to hang out with you and discuss binge-watching TV. We hope you had fun with us this week. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram where you'll find today's show notes along with a fun trivia question that will give you a hint about next week's episode topic. You can also leave a show topic discussion there or email us at talent.podcast at gmail.com. That's T-A-L-O-T dot podcast at gmail.com. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast over at iTunes or wherever you stream your podcasts. Until next week. Cheers! Cheers. That was good. That was good.